hundred percent, right? And, and if you can change quality of life, if you can increase people's happiness and satisfaction with the place that they work at and the unit they're assigned to, then you can really drive, you can start to really drive unit readiness up, right? Right. Um, and, and you start to touch a lot of other things. That's me. Yeah, we got uh, Chief Bud Beeman is going to be on the show again this week, and he's actually going to take the role of host. He's going to ask me some questions about what Sparworks is and where it came from and why we're doing it and get some of that story out there. So let's go. This is Azimuth Check, the Sparworks podcast. You'll hear from exciting people about making your organization faster, more adaptive, and more committed. I'm your host, Chief Denoyer, an Army Chief Warrant Officer, and the 425th Spartan Brigade's Chief Innovation Officer. All right, welcome back. This is like episode five, I think, now. Um, We recorded last with Chief Beeman, Bud, and we talked about some virtual reality uh, a little bit about augmented reality, mostly about his 360 project. Um, but I wanted a chance that we could talk about Sparworks. Yeah, let's flip the roles a little bit, Graham. Let's, 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 let me ask you some questions now because uh, right we get a lot of questions from the community about, you know, what is Sparworks? What all does that entail? What does it mean? Is this some sort of software factory for the 425? Like, what is it? So just wanted to give you some, some time on the mic here just to kind of talk through and, and, and let all our listeners know, like, what is, what is Sparworks? Yeah, Sparworks is the Brigade's Innovation Initiative. Like, that's, you know, those are really fancy words, maybe. But it's our way of collecting our soldiers' ideas and their problems, opportunities, and challenges and putting them into a place, right? Or a community or an ecosystem, whatever word you wanna use. A group, putting those problems and opportunities into a group of people that can collaborate on them together and develop out a solution that we can really quickly hand back to our formation and use. So where did you come up with the idea to to start Sparworks? I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it was a group of us that, that came up with it, um, a whole, whole slew of us. There's, um, most of them probably don't even know that they are part of you know, the group of people that came up with that idea. Um, we, we had a problem, and it started with GCSS Army, um, which is an enterprise resource planning platform that we have. And the Army has multiple of these. And our problem was re- you know, really bad um, really bad information, really bad insights coming out of the system is what our root, like, our problem was. Maybe not the root problem, but definitely our problem. Are you familiar with GCSS? Absolutely. Sure is, right? <laughs> yes. So we're both maintainers. Yeah. Um, we, we know this system really well. Um, and our biggest problem with the system is that it's a, it's a hard, big system, right? Yes. And because it's so big and uh, hard to teach, um, people get around the system or they put bad information in. And a lot of times they don't do it on purpose, right? I don't, do you think anybody does it maliciously? No, it's not malicious. It's just a, you know, it's, it's a lot of, there, there's a huge learning curve in, in, in trying to get good at doing the basic functions that you need to, to manage maintenance. Yeah. And as, if you don't know the right way to do it, you do it the way you think is right. Yeah. Right. And that, 
that creates bad information in and you know garbage in is garbage out absolutely so we end up you know backtracking and spending a lot of time and effort trying to trying to fix issues that you know took 10 seconds to create yeah and that's so like we were looking at this whole problem and going man like in in the age of 2019 or when we were talking about this um artificial intelligence is not something new machine learning is something that we should be doing more of and how do we incorporate that to to replace what has become what i call chief's intuition right right like what should we take to jrtc ask chief what should we keep or get rid of at the next inventory well do what the system says but then ask chief what should we do with these services that we're going to reorganize to, you know, due to our, our, our change in operational tempo or whatever? Um, ask Chief. Yeah. Like, these are just, this is what it always came down to. It was Chief's intuition. Um, and Chief's intuition doesn't always belong to the Chief either. It belongs to the really senior maintenance managers, those really talented SARM first classes that we have, um, and the really smart LTs who are in those roles that they can fill. Um, so... Looking at that problem of how do we create uh, something which shook out to be an intelligent control tower uh, mm. that used you know, machine learning to replace that chief's intuition I was talking about to create a better user experience for the end users, for our 92 alphas and our, and our maintenance managers who are on the system daily. Um, how do we shorten their amount of time on the system and increase the accuracy of the data going in to improve the information and insights coming out, right? Because right. our commanders are counting on that. Yeah, We are making decisions based off of bad data in, which is creating bad insights, and longer times, like we're getting anchored to a desk, you know, really a lot of MOSs are becoming chained to this desk that's just feeding um, a system bad data. Right. All right, so that's like, in talking to all those people, this is where we found Sparworks. Because in talking to these people, we found a ton of people in our formation who were experiencing opportunities or problems. Um, and then they were applying their own effort to fix those problems, right? Um, and in applying their own effort, they would eventually, their idea for fixing the problem um, would eventually die because they would, they would exhaust all their resources. They would spend too much personal time on it. They would spend too much of their personal money on it. You know, um, they would not have enough skill, not have the right training. Um, the skills that they wanted to acquire to get after that didn't necessarily match up with what would be good for their career progression. So they were battling like what I want to do versus what I have to do to stay competitive in my promotions. Right. For a slew of reasons, people's ideas were dying. Right. Right. Our people are solving organizational problems and their ideas are dying. And this is where we realized as a group of us, like, we've got to stop this. So how do we stop it? Well, let's, let's start with uh, culture and command awareness and support. Um, so we stood up Sparworks. We are the Spartan Brigade, sort of a play on Skunk Works. Um, Sparworks is the brigade's way of matching effort and energy against the individual or unit's effort or energy, right? So if a soldier takes a step forward in solving an organizational problem, the Sparworks program will take a step forward with them. And right. we will, our goal is to ultimately ensure that they don't run out of resources, right? 
in doing that, we're going to do some, some problem framing. So we're going to do some customer discovery with them. We're going to do, um, uh, go, go through a, a lot of, a bunch of different exercises to ensure that the solution we develop out is going to be the best. Right. Um, so more so, of an accelerator. And incubator and accelerator for right. soldiers, individual and units ideas uh, to solve their problems uh, uh, or opportunities. Yeah. Definitely. And not just software based either. There's, no. there's a lot of physical applications for SPARWORKS. Yeah, a, a ton, a ton. Uh, most recently, we had a soldier, soldier designed idea to fix a weight problem of operating on an Arctic drop zone, right? You jump in and you have this, you know, uh, 40 to 70 pound rucksack, depending on, you know, what your MOS is. And then you've got, you know, this huge parachute bag, you know, that you've got to maneuver across the drop zone and get off the drop zone. Ultimately, like that's our goal, assemble with our with our unit we mm -hmm. jump we land separate and now we need to assemble um and doing that on the drop zone is uh, can be exhausting right when you're you're moving by the end of it you're 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 wet and uh you're sweaty and you know you've depleted a lot of energy doing that especially if you're doing it expediently right so in the arctic it gets even worse because now you're cold and your body temperature just rapidly went up, right? Because you're maneuvering around with a lot of weight on you and you're, and you're um, sweating now and now you're post-holing through the snow. Like this whole problem that I could describe to you, but I won't. So no, it was a physical product. It was an idea for a physical thing, um, you know, uh, that we were able to apply resources to. And ultimately, like we touched up with the Naval Information Warfare Center who put their um, funding and engineers and scientists, really smart people behind our problem uh, to shape out a joint uh, innovation. It was awesome. Yeah. Nice. So when, when soldiers do have an idea, if I had an idea on, on something that, you know, a problem that I have or, or a, a physical widget or something to improve, you know, something in my field, how would I get started with that? Um, you would reach out like a number of different ways. Every battalion has a battalion innovation actuator like yourself. You're the BSB's innovation actuator. So every, every battalion has their own designated person. Um, and ideally, like, we've chosen the person who's just a really charismatic leader who will hear uh, and listen for problems, right? Not just hear about, um, oh, that sucks. Well, it sucks because it just sucks. That's the way it always yeah. is. You know, it's not that person. Yeah. So go talk to your innovation actuator. That'll be the person who's going to listen and hear your problem and, like, help you really discover, yeah. do some discovery. Why is that bad? Yeah. 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 Um, the other way would be just by email, like sparworks at gmail.com. Shoot an email in. Uh, you know, we'll take an idea, however. Um, I hand out my phone number all the time, so there's another way. Um, our website on uh, the uh, Ensign website, mm -hmm. National Security Innovation Network, which is at unum.ensign.us, right? Uh, which is uniform November, uniform Mike dot November Sierra India November dot uniform Sierra. That's really difficult, but I'll, we'll <laughs> drop the link for this. Okay. In, <laughs> or just go to sparworks.com and I think we redirect it to that website. But um, yeah, submit your idea there. Log in, create an account, submit your idea there. Um, and then the other way would be just to stop in at the lab, right? Yeah. Talk to any of us. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, how, uh, that's how a person would get it in. Uh, and ultimately, we look at it as when a person has an idea 
and they start putting their own energy behind that idea, then that idea becomes an innovation. Like we are already thinking, think differently, be better, be faster, be more adaptive. And all of those things are going to lead to increased readiness, increased lethality. And this is all that we're asking, right? But how do I get my idea into like a physical thing that I can use? What's, what's your, your process to your secret recipe? Yeah. So we follow, we follow sort of this, um, this track that we call the idea circuit, uh, whereas a person has that innovation now, they've started putting their own energy behind it. Um, we'll do that problem solving, problem framing, uh, where we'll work through their, uh, this preset packet that we have, right? It hits a bunch of our requirements. And then we'll help do some prototyping where we do a no cost thing, where we you know, shape that out. Maybe that's just a PowerPoint presentation that really details the user story and, and, our, uh, and the soldier's solution, his idea, and what an MVP might look like. Uh, or maybe it's a paper thing. You know, like that sled I was talking about started as just a manila folder folded up in origami to demonstrate how this would work, right? right? Um, and then we go from there and we help, we help those, those people put together his or her uh, pitch, right? Uh, which is basically like an elevator. If you've ever seen Spark Tank, if anybody's ever seen Spark Tank or Shark Tank, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so you go and you pitch your idea to our brigade commander or in all of our battalion commanders or command team presence. And then uh, you'll say, hey, this is my problem. This is who it's a problem to. This is how long it's been a problem. This is how I know it's a problem. You know, uh, this is my idea to solve it. Here's how I want to test that hypothesis. And this is what I need to do that. And, this is, you know, and that's now a person saying, I have a problem. I have an idea to solve it. And this is what I need, right? I need time, money, space to do it, uh, training, uh, or I need more people or whatever it is. And then in that Shark Tank event, which we call the arena, uh, that project either gets launched or not. And if it gets launched, uh, then the, that project team is afforded the resources that they asked for. Uh, and in that project phase, they will work out to create the thing they said they wanted to create in their test. And then they're going to showcase that back right to the the brigade command team in the form of a product right right and ultimately the ultimate goal is to have this product at the end where it's scalable that we can buy it you know this was a brigade problem this is my idea for a solution now at the end of my project here's what it looks like and here's where we can buy it from right so that's outsourcing some of that stuff to local industry universities yeah, it could be. Finding it's, a manufacturer for it if it's a physical thing. Yeah, yeah, finding a home. Finding a home for that thing to exist because none of us are manufacturers. None right. of us are software developers by trade, right? We, ultimately, the, the person, the people who develop the solution, they got to go back to doing their job. Right. they got to go be a medic. they got to be a mechanic. Right. They have to be an infantryman. They have to be a scout. Um, this is what they're going to do, but the brigade is going to afford them. They're going to invest in that problem and say, let's fix it. That's amazing. I like, I like investing in our own soldiers. Yeah. 100% return on investment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, the, the innovation ecosystem, like, I ask you, what have you noticed out of our ecosystem? Like, who are, are we working with up here? Oh, we've got so many different contacts. I know we're, we're partnered closely with uh, the Arctic Spark Cell on the Air Force side. Um, they have their own innovation cell that we've kind of partnered with on a lot of things. And... 
we share a lot of ideas and resources. What's what's an Arctic problem for us might equally be a, a, you know an Arctic problem for them as well. So, yeah. you know, having that connective tissue and a lot of that you've created, Graham. You know, with different organizations and different innovation cells across the Department of Defense is, has really helped us out and helped bring a lot of things to fruition. You want to talk about some of some of that connective tissue? Yeah, we. Um... We've tied in with like, you know, 275 Ranger. We talk with them pretty frequently, um, you know, tied in with, collaborating with. A lot of times it just means like sharing, right? Sharing our experience, yeah. sharing our failures, sharing our successes, saying, hey, we didn't do well at that. Um, or, hey, we did do well at that. Here, use our work that we, you know, we created. Um, so, yeah, there, there's units like that, 275 Rangers that we've tied in with. Or 18th Airborne Corps has Project Ridgeway that we've, you know, continued to stay pretty close with. Um, you know, 101st has Eagle Works, which is doing a lot of the similar stuff. Um, and then through a lot of that networking, we've started to reach outside of the immediate army. Uh, and we've touched into other places like, you know, the Navy and the Marine Corps. Um, where like Naval X, Navy has Naval X, which is uh, an accelerator for getting industry-based solutions in to meet the, the Navy's opportunities or problems or challenges. Um, so we've touched into there and we've, we've actually stood up, um, the centers for adaptive warfighting Arctic, which is call, right? The call, it's a, an agility cell underneath Naval X, which strives to get, uh, agility into the Naval formations and across other branches as well. And so we're doing that for ourselves to try to get that agile mindset in, um, try to get warfighter center design in to our, our culture, our innovation culture here. Um, yeah, and we're doing that through leveraging those classes. Um, we've touched into uh, other agencies like the Arctic Domain Awareness Center, who is basically the, the spar works for the Coast Guard in, up here in Alaska. Um, they, they do this for the Coast Guard. Uh, Coast Guard experiences maritime, Arctic maritime problems, and the Arctic Domain Awareness Center does a similar thing where they help find a solution, um, get it out of industry, and then present it back to the Coast Guard where they can use it. And they actually fall under the Department of Homeland Security, I think. Yeah. So ton, ton of connective tissue there. And then we go into like the, into, you know, academia with the universities up here. We're working with the University of Alaska Fairbanks and then into some of the startup community where we're, um, you know, just talking with, you know, different, different firms about how they're accelerating technology to solve Alaska problems. Because that's a, a lot of what we are trying to accomplish in our brigade is, has an equal or similar problem out in industry. Right. right. Like, yeah. we're not the only people with water problems. It's an Arctic problem. Right. We're it's not, not just an army problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not the only people with tactical problems. Like, hunters are tactical also they, right. for a different reason. Um, but they have similar, you know, concerns. Um, and winter athletes, there's a ton of winter sports up here, you know, from, from the scajorning and, uh, other, you know, skiing and backcountry stuff and, um, snowshoe racing and, and, uh, a ton of, ton of winter sports stuff that happens up here. And that's ultimately what we are as tactical athletes. Um, so how do we match into those? problems and opportunities that those spaces are experiencing well this is how we're trying to do it yeah yeah absolutely starting with you know what, what are our immediate problems what are our, our tactical problems that we have right now what are garrison problems yeah you know and, and how, how are other people solving this 
Yeah, Garrison. Tie into woman. Garrison problems is a big one. Like it's a huge one. Um, Quality of life, right? And this ties back to our culture that we've talked about a couple times now. Like, how do we create this culture, this mindset of accepting um, there is a better way, there's a faster way? And we talk about you know people are our most you know our our most important and our most valuable asset. So the other. A couple months ago, we were in um, a reception brief, and we do this reception brief, and we ask, hey, if you have an idea, submit it now. And people do. And one of the ideas that was submitted was, I want, you know, Heelys in my combat boots. You mean like a little roller skate wheels <laughs> yes. in the boots? Yeah. Uh, and so I, 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 I um, like, this is a, I, I always say, like, there are no dumb ideas, but this was on the border. This is... <laughs> This is teetering for me. And um, so I asked, you know, at the end of it, I said, hey, like, whooever submitted these ideas, like, come back to the back of the room. I'll hang out. Like, come back and talk to me. I want to know more about your opportunity, your problem. Um, let's, let's talk. And so this soldier came back. And uh, I spent about 20, 25 minutes talking with him about his Heelys and his combat boots. And, <laughs> and it didn't take me 20 minutes to realize that his problem was not a combat boot problem. It wasn't his boots that was the problem. You know, it was, a, it was a transportation problem. It was a quality of life problem. And uh, this is something that we can all relate to and that we see come up all the time in these reception briefings is that uh, on J-Bear, which is a joint base, uh, has Air Force and Army, we don't have a shuttle service that, that, takes, that could take soldiers from their barracks you know, to the dining facility or from their barracks mm-hmm. to the shopettes or from their... Um, uh, or from their barracks, you know, to the to the big PX, or you know, there's just there's nothing like that uh, that can take new newly assigned people around, and we and we process on a weekly basis. We we in process probably anywhere between ten to sixty people a week. Hmm. But that's the uh, like listening to those problems, hearing those people out. That's that's where this whole thing begins, and there and there are. Uh, and we start, you know, I started talking about this because of quality of life, right? So every They're, soldier doesn't need wheels in their boots, but we, we, we may be able to get after some, some public transportation stuff for, for, for the installation. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> right? And, and if you can change quality of life, if you can increase people's happiness and satisfaction with the place that they work at and the unit they're assigned to, then you can really drive, you can start to really drive unit readiness up, right? Right. Um, and, and you start to touch a lot of other things. Uh, and so that's why I say like there are garrison solutions here. There are garrison opportunities here. It's not just always the tactical thing. It's how might we develop leaders differently than we ever have before, or faster than we ever have before, right? Or how might we you know better uh, provide food service uh, to our soldiers in garrison, right? If we start asking those questions, like whatever comes out of those, that discovery is going to be innovative enough, right? right? And that, that's a big part of innovation is like listening to those soldiers. Like, you know, a lot of leaders like, oh, soldiers are complaining again. You know, but how many leaders, you know, take the time to, to pull that soldier with the Healy's idea to the side and say, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. me, tell me what sucks about that. Tell yeah. me, let me, let me hear your complaints and, and, and maybe find an opportunity in there to, to, to improve something and make something better. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that, and that is tactical level innovation, right? right? That, and that's the, that's the level that we're operating at. And, uh, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these ideas that our innovators come up with may not be very strategic. You know, they may not solve, you know, 
big you know, division and core level problems. Right. No, because they're happening down here. They're being experienced down here. Our solutions are down here. They're going to definitely going to impact and have effect all the way up to the Department of the Army level. Right. right? And that's why it's so important that we create a mindset and a culture of leadership at this level that says, hey, just tell me what sucks. Yeah. Right? Yep. Speaking of what sucks, tell us about What Sucks Wednesday. Yeah, What Sucks Wednesday. What Sucks Wednesday is something we're doing every Wednesday where every, every MOS, every unit, uh, you know, every branch that can make it, it's local, any you know, service member, civilian, anybody can come into the, to the lab uh, during lunch from 1145 to 1245. We'll provide lunch, and we're just going to talk about what's, you know, what sucks. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago that started with firing a 240 Bravo in the snow. Uh, you know, as you, you get this machine gun and you, you start firing from a position and the bipod just starts to dig down in the snow and you got to keep dragging this gun back up, resetting, yeah. you know, reacquiring target and then continue to engage before it just digs right in the snow again, right? Big problem. Um, awesome problem to have because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of good discovery that we can do around that. Absolutely. But instead of, you know, leadership saying, well, welcome to Alaska. This, this is a thing we deal with, yeah. you know, you know, somebody actually brought that to what sucks Wednesday and we're kind of exploring, exploring what we can do with that now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there is a way. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, there is a way. There's multiple yeah. ways. We just got to figure out which one's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And then last week, um, a soldier brought in an idea for this expedient mortar bag, um, which is a whole nother like mortar problem that, uh, that we experience uh, around traversing, uh, dismounted in the Arctic, you know, that nobody else is going to experience but us. Right. Uh, eventually, like, it's, you know, more people are going to start training in the Arctic. Right. More people, more. That's coming. That's coming. More organizations yeah. will start training for Arctic operations. And as other organizations start to embrace that, they will also experience these problems. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be solving those now. Yeah. I can't think of a, a better unit suited yeah. to, to solving Arctic problems in 425. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, What Sucks Wednesday. We want to talk about everything that sucks. Well, hey, man, I, I appreciate you sitting down and doing this with me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, glad, to, I'm glad you're in the, the interview seat for once and I get to sit back. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for sharing your insights on SparWorks and getting the information out there. Yeah, no, thanks for talking with me. This has been Azimuth Check. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about what SparWorks has going on, check out www.sparworks.com. Our paratroopers are up to some very exciting stuff, creating some awesome solutions to some very tough challenges that only we experience in the Arctic. Thank you.